Hey everybody, I'm Bruce Martin. And I'm his brother Roger. And guess who's hosting today, episode 10? That would be you. Nope. That's nope. Hosting it? Nope. Roger is the host today. Whoa. I am the co-host. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. How do I? Okay. Um, I'll be Johnny Carson and you'll be Ed. Oh, Johnny. Oh, oh. <laughs> Johnny. Oh. Uh, well, I did that just to hear that again because no, Bruce actually, makes me laugh. The reason Roger's hosting is I've got a terrible sinus infection going on up here, and, and I just think Roger will do a better job of moving things along today, which, okay, I've got to stop kicking the camera, too. That's going to be a problem. A, hey, listen, do you have a tattoo? <laughs> I just love Roger's opening questions. No, I don't, Roger. Do you have a tattoo? So let me, well, I've thought about it, but I haven't pulled the trigger. Have you ever thought about getting a tattoo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Zach and I have talked about getting one together. <laughs> so, like at the same time of the same thing. So then I can assume from what you're saying that you don't think that having a tattoo is morally evil and reprehensible. No. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that there are some people who would, yeah, say they shouldn't get that on your whatever. Yes. Yes, yes I think that was based on a Levitical law having to do with tattoos and markings on your body. Something like that. Yes. <clears throat> yes, I don't have a problem with it. And like you have talked about maybe <clears throat> getting one. Um, if I do get one, you know what it's going to say? Well, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. So mine would say the Abercrombie Group, <laughs> when life has you on the move, Call the Abercrombie team at 256-652-9500. That's, that's how much we believe in the Rob Abercrombie group with Keller Williams, Keller Williams as realtors. Yes, they are sponsoring us, but more than that, We're Bruce thinking, here would think about getting a tattoo. I, instead of I love mom right here on the arm, I'm thinking, of, I'm just thinking I love Rob. Rob and the team there. KW. And I would probably get across my chest because it's a, it's a larger thing. www.relocate2huntsville.com. Your chest is a larger thing? <laughs> well, it's larger than my arm. I mean, I know my arms are big, but this is, <laughs> this is bigger. So, do you think Rob has a has a tattoo? I'm fairly sure he doesn't. <laughs> I know we could ask Rob, but don't next, hold that against him. Next time we see him, he right. he might he might have gotten the big right. Keller Williams block just emblazoned on his arm. When hey, Rob, life next has time you on the move. Yeah, next time we see you, we're gonna say, "Pull up your sleeve, buddy." We want to know what that is. But I do want to say huge shout out, thank you to Rob Abercrombie for sponsoring season one season one the whole the whole schmear and but maybe we should hold off on the tattoo because he may not be our season two sponsor be which is we need a season two sponsor yeah or a series of season two sponsors 
Exactly. So cereal sponsors. Cereal, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not like General Mills. <laughs> cereal, as in S. Although if General Mills calls us, yes, we'll pick up the phone. I'll be happy to eat cocoa puffs on on, <laughs> on camera if that's ooh, what that it would takes. Be good. Wouldn't that be, be fun to eat? You know, if we had a sponsor involved with coffee or tea or food, tea, tea, what tea could sponsor us? Piper and Lee. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Of course, they are trying to grow the business. <laughs> right. We, we, we wouldn't want to be any detriment to that, for sure. Piper and Leaf, we love you. That's Don't right. forget that, but... <laughs> Thank you for employing my wife. It's important. We can't just make plugs without some incentive here, so... <laughs> All right, so where were you going with the tattoo thing this morning? Because that seems a little off the wall. Well, that's the point of unscripted... And I'd love to say that it's has nothing to do with something that came to my brain this morning okay. for us to talk about, but... That would be lying. Correct. My One of my daughters has the tattoo of a verse in the Bible that is... I think I've put it this way. I've somehow never managed to live out this verse um as well as you're living out proverbs 3 5 and 6 attempting to do so yes okay so um if i were to get that as a tattoo if i thought gee uh, i love that tattoo if i, I were I've to seen this tattoo and it's do you remember what it is micah 6 8 it is Micah six yep. eight. Yes. Yeah, that's that is that is. If you get that as a tattoo and it's where people can see it, it <laughs> it'll changes ruin your every, life. It changes everything. <laughs> what is that? Uh, well, it's like when you have love your neighbor on your shirt. Yeah. You can't flip people off and give them the finger. You you. Right. you it, so you're, and I've had that moment sometimes. I'm wearing that shirt where I kind of, darn, I'm wearing that shirt today. I. I've got to do what I really want to do. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm supposed to be loving my neighbor. But when you've got yes. Micah 6, 8, on your, and it says, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Yeah. Uh, that complicates things. And all of those words are just full of, but the one that haunts me that's maybe a weird way to put it, but love mercy. Yeah. Now, so, Not just be okay with it. Well, no, so this is the beauty of that. So it's this little verse from this prophet Micah in the first part of the Bible, the old, and, and he, where he says, this is what God requires of you. So just speaking to God's people, this is going to summarize what God requires of you. Here's all God wants. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. So for me, I'm going to, I would have thought, do yeah. good, be nice, love people. But he doesn't say yeah. love people. He says something that is far harder um, to love mercy. Yeah. So this morning, what hit me, so what I realized is um, love mercy is 
is not just love people. It's loving people when they're at their worst. Yeah. Mer- mercy. This is that. Yeah. You know, are we talking about being merciful? Uh, you know, Jesus, the Beatitudes, um, you know, um, blessed are the merciful, which all sounds so lovely, except if you've been merciful, it means you've been screwed. You, you've been cheated. You've been exploited. You've been abused. You've been lied about. You've been rejected. Um, you've been attacked. Um, so mercy is something you only give when people are bad when they're when we are bad or wrong we, we don't we don't give mercy to god we give mercy to people at their worst yeah um and i i you know mercy's a struggle well and here's the, it, it reminds me of everything jesus taught about love your enemies when jesus talked about love your enemies a lot of people think that 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 meant we're to have some sort of fond affection for our enemies we're supposed to feel i just love it when people screw me like that right. or when they take from me. Jesus wasn't using that word love. He was using this word agape, which has to do an, an act of my will. It's an agape love. So as an act of my will, Jesus says, I want you to love your enemies. And then he doesn't say, good job. I mean, good luck figuring that out. He says, here's seven ways to do that. Right. If someone takes from you, don't demand it back. Instead, give it to them. If someone is cursing you, I want you to bless them. If someone is suing you, taking you to court and they want your, your coat, give them your shirt as well which is extending mercy to someone who's right. defrauded you. Yeah. It's interesting. So that, that, that mirrors the te- teaching of Jesus in this whole of, of really loving mercy, not just, like you said, loving people. Yeah, we, and that's- But we, loving, we, extending mercy to a person that has wronged me. Right. And it is a struggle. Because, you know, I, we've talked about how funny that word love is, you know, it's, right. it's such a broad, you know, I love my wife. I, I love hot dogs. I, I love the <laughs> New England Patriots. I, right. um, I love God. So that wow, that's a very very, but Jesus would get again annoyingly specific. Yeah. So he already kind of blew us away when he said, "Love your enemies." Right. And as you were noting, and actually lived that, he would just do that. But then he just, it's okay, that looks like praying for them, uh, giving them a cup of cold water, feeding your enemy. Uh, <clears throat> um, if they ask to borrow, so if they get, you're going to, it's, he tells all the if ways. They, if they demand that you go one mile with them, go two. It, you know, you just over and right. over again, there's specific ways. And of course, that even had to do with the, the idea of a Roman, sort of like a Roman conscription. where you, you have to carry my stuff for a mile. And Jesus is like, no, go two. It's an interesting but what, what I've learned that happens inside me when I follow the way of Jesus, when, when I choose to love my enemies. So someone's taken from me, and instead of demanding it back, I just say, hey, keep it. I'm not going to demand it back. I, or if someone is cursing me, I'm going to mm. bless them. But it, it does something in my heart that keeps me from becoming angry, that keeps me. In other words, part of when we don't love our enemies, it's because we want our rights. Mm-hmm. If someone's hurt me, well, then I want, my, I want what's coming to me and I want them to get what's, get what's coming, coming to them. To them. <laughs> but loving mercy says, no, I don't want them to get what's coming to them. I want them to experience mercy and I'm going to extend mercy. And that's that. And you've talked about that before. This idea of loving mercy, not just begrudgingly wrote with an eye roll going, oh, gosh, one more. I have to be merciful again. What? Wait, right. So loving it. Because I've thought 
there's begrudging mercy. Sure. Or there's mercy because it's the right thing. Uh, yes. Right. You know, Obligatory mercy. Right. Um, or even if we say, God's been merciful to me, so okay, because he's been merciful to me, I ought to be merciful to others. Because that's, I Reciprocal love mercy. other people like I've been loved. Yes. But this, <laughs> and it hit me this morning in a way that bothered me. So, <laughs> think what you were saying. Jesus said, love your enemies. Micah says, love loving your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love mercy. Right. In other words, it's, it's, it's not, oh, I've got to do that. And you know, it's the way of Jesus. I should do that. It's the bar that Micah and Jesus are setting there is actually where God wants mm. to get us is that we would love loving our enemies, that we would love extending mercy, that then as that we're now thinking of ways, we're actually planning, what about, you know, because we have those revenge fantasies, but what about those interesting? Bl yes. blessing, blessing, blessing fantasies, fantasies where we say, I wonder how yeah. I could bless this person. Um, and I don't know who that person is, you know, um, you know, whether it's um, a, a Trump supporter, whether it's a Black Lives Matter protester, whether it's somebody who wrote something on Facebook that was really foolish or harsh. Um, whether it was a parent or a child. Yep. Whether it's a friend. Yeah. So you're, this idea that you're going to mm. love loving mercy. And, and it's, to me, it reminds me of that phrase, um, that impossible phrase Jesus said when he said, as your father in heaven is perfect, so you be perfect. Yeah. And you know what that tells me? And I love, this, this is the part is, <laughs> You know what? God loves giving mercy. Uh-huh. And sometimes I realize I've even thought God's always going to oh. do the right thing. He's going to But you can imagine God doing it with an eye roll. Oh, that Bruce. Well, Dog either this it? but he's righteous. We so he right. he can't do the wrong thing. So he's not going to do the wrong thing and the right thing is mercy. Yeah. But if you look at God the Father, sitting on the front porch looking for his prodigal rebellious waste his whole inheritance no good loser son to walk up that street and the second he sees his figure in the distance he goes running to him yeah because all he'd been thinking about all that time was i can't wait to show mercy if my if my son will just come home if my daughter will just come home I can't wait. I, a party. I'm getting ready. I'm planning. Isn't that a blessing fantasy? Yeah. I, I'm. I'm right. planning a party, for this fool, he, this, my son who's played the fool, and, and, and I just realize, love mercy. 
is this window into the heart of God. All he's saying is, I want you to love people like I love the, the, them. The way I do. And it, and it is. Here's the thing. When you think about a revenge fantasy, because I've certainly had those, it actually <laughs> stirs more negative energy. It stirs oh. more negative emotion. Yeah. But you start thinking, I have, and I have thought about some blessing fantasies. It's interesting. I never put it, I never framed oh, it. Oh, I've that never way actually lived mind. that. Wait, you're, okay, you've actually. Well, because I've had people. He is so superior to me morally, it's depressing. So now I'm the moral high ground and I'm the theological foundation of the Inglorious Bastards. Why are you even here? <laughs> right, yeah, Do I'm sorry. Do we even need Roger? We're just, we're I'm not starting... needing me at all. No, I've had those. I have had some of those, what I would call blessing your enemy fantasies, where someone. Good for you. Was. <laughs> well, how about that? <laughs> no. Good on you. Bully for you. No, it's, it's this idea of, I've thought about, if someone was suing me, I would love to do what Jesus said and, and, and give them more than what they're asking for. If someone steals from me and everyone ex expects me to be demanding it back, well, you can have it. Because <laughs> when I think about following the way of Jesus, I think it makes our life so much better. I don't think we, we realize how much <laughs> emotional energy we use trying to get our rights or trying to make, pe make sure people don't abuse us, take, take from us. You know, what, and Jesus just says, forgive over and over again forgive and again that doesn't mean we can't establish healthy boundaries part of the work i do in counseling is helping people understand you can forgive a person completely release them be kind to them love mercy yeah. but you still have to have a boundary in place like the way that i explain it at, 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 in my neighborhood my neighborhood is not like it doesn't have a lot of criminal activity going on in it but <clears throat> that you know of that we know of that's a good point but <laughs> last year last year we had this big spike <laughs> And people break, we think it was kids breaking into cars, but they wouldn't break into them. They would just come into your driveway, and if your car was unlocked, they would just take whatever stuff they could find in it. So I remember coming out to my car one morning, and the, 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 the console was open, and the glove compartment was open, and they'd taken all the money out of my console, and just a couple of little this and that stuff, and I, I realized they'd gone through Zach's truck as well, and Zach had a bunch of really oh. good stuff in there, backpack and other things like that. So I remember that morning, you know, just shut the doors and all that. And I was like, Lord, I just, whoever did that. And I was thinking, just some kids, I pray that you would bless them. And, and somehow, even through this, they would come to know you, mm, that they would come to know your presence. Good, yeah. So what happened for me, instead of feeling like, well, I sure hope the police get them and this blah, 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 blah. It changed my frame on that. And I had this sense of God, just meet with them. Take not, not, yeah. in, a, not in a negative way. Right. But, but but bless them. So then, still, you know, Marlene and I still, just by habit, we leave our cars unlocked at night. So about three weeks later, <laughs> same thing happens again. And everything. Again, these people are easy. All the stuff, all the stuff in our car that we had left in the car is gone again. You know, and these were just little things because I don't leave a lot of stuff in my car. Marlene and Zach are far more at risk because they keep a lot of stuff in their car. And so how I was your love mercy thing going there? It was great. I prayed the same prayer. Lord, I just pray that you wow. would I, stay with me, though. <laughs> I said, I pray that you'd bless them. And I pray that in this, somehow they would, inter that you would intersect their lives through this. But guess what we did? Guess what boundary we established from that point on? <laughs> I'm guessing that you started locking your car. We started locking our car. <laughs> and so it's this thing of, in one sense, by doing so, I'm even protecting them right. from continuing to steal from us. And I didn't demand anything back. But it, it changed the way, in, in praying those prayers for the person who's, Jesus says, even pray for people that persecute you, it, it's this, it frees us from the negative energy and the negative emotion of, 
I want re revenge fantasies and all of that. And I think, uh, you know, I've said for a while now in marriage retreats that, that I do, if married couples <laughs> would just do the seven things that Jesus said you're to do for your enemy, it would revolutionize <laughs> their marriage. Right. It really would. Right. So it's this, anyway, all, all that to say, you can forgive someone. And of course, again, Jesus is not suggesting that. You know, even as I prayed the, the Lord's Prayer out loud this morning, it was, and forgive us our sins. You know, in the same way that, that we are forgiving others. You know, I always, the way that I pray that is, God, no one owes me anything. Not even mm. Roger here, who called fails me, you all the time. Called me a goofball this morning because I happened to load the wrong picture on Facebook, and I guess he didn't like the way he looked in it. I don't know. I didn't realize Roger was that vain. There are other things I could have called you. I think goofball is actually fairly merciful. I, <laughs> I see where you're going with this. I want to establish a boundary. That was actually a merciful moment. <laughs> this, this is our happy boundary, this right? Is the cone here. of silence. Well, it's like remember we used to drive with mom and dad in the car, and then we had the you line. You can't cross that line. Right. <laughs> right. He touched me. No, so all that to say, I'm still because I don't think that I, I'm by, by any means I'm not perfect, but it is interesting. Two two things to point out. It is interesting that when I choose the way of Christ, particularly in relation to enemies or someone that someone is that's having their worst moment, and I love mercy, I extend mercy to them. It it does something positive in me. But second, Jesus said, commanded us to be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. So that tells me we can. In other words, a lot of people will take the teaching of Jesus. They go, well, "That's we can't do that." Yeah. Well, Jesus wouldn't tell you to do it if you can't do it i'm not saying you're not going to yeah. need god's help it's it's the same thing when 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 jesus is walking on the water and peter goes hey if that's really you tell me to come out there to you and so jesus well it gives him a command at that point come on i think the, and i think the beauty of because the, he knew that peter yeah, could do it yeah with god's help all right i'm gonna go no but i think the important thing of what you're saying is when we see the bar as high, because if we say at a point, I just can't get there, then we'll stop moving in that direction. Right. But, yes. But what Jesus is saying is, okay, you've gotten to this level of mercy, great, but that's not that's not the last step on the ladder. Right. That's there's, and even if we say I can never get toward that, Jesus is saying this is where I want to get you to. This is where this is where I'm trying to draw you. I'm trying uh, to make you perfect as my heavenly Father right. is perfect. And it tells me that one day he'll get me there. Um, I, I was thinking while you were talking, I realized, okay, um, I have had, I think, a few minor love, it, this will sound flimsy, I'm thinking of, the, of an example, um, <clears throat> but the reminder you had that when you do love your enemy, some, there, there is this. Well, you, well, you mentioned actually, it can put your heart at rest. You're not as taken up with yep. negative and hateful and vengeful, and so you can rest more. But I was thinking even of a kind of a joy that can happen. So I can remember a couple of times. Now it used to be for me, before I was thinking more about what Jesus had to say. Let's say I'm in a restaurant, and I'm just getting terrible service. The person serving our table doesn't want to be there or they're and you can just tell it 
<laughs> and and yeah. it's and and the thoughts are going to mind. Well, somebody is not getting a tip here. But now I've had because I'm going to treat people as they deserve, which is exactly what, what Jesus said, right? Treat people like they treat you. Oh no, he didn't say that. My bad. But it, without even thinking about it, though, that's where we, of course, we, you know, actually, a tip is a reflection of someone's service. So it's a given kind what you got, right? And so, obviously, you don't want a gift. You don't want a tip. But as I, rem- I remember now a couple of times when I've had that kind of encounter and I'm just getting terrible experience, whatever, and I just leave a 20%. I just, and I yeah. think about the joy. That's this weird thing where it switches something in my heart. Right, yes. Um, Anything Jesus teaches us is for our good. He's it's saving for, us. He's saving us. It's, it, it is the way of the gospel. It's good news. Yeah. So when Jesus said, love your enemies, that was good news. It was yes. like, this is going to change your life. Not just for your enemies. In the best possible way. Here's the tension I have with even waiters and waitresses and tipping. So I've had that moment where, let's call him Jason. Jason's, you know, he's, he's, he's waiting our table. Not and the he's, person. No. This is not a real person. Not a real person. But he's phrase terrible bless his heart you know he can't, he can't remember the order everything gets sideways we haven't had water in you know an hour and 15 minutes and we're still waiting on our, and you realize jason's no good at this he's just not he's in and i'm afraid if i tip him well he's going to think he's competent and should stay in this business so i felt that tension before i'm going to give a huge tip to jason but i'm also going to give him a tip which is, hey, have you ever thought about a different career choice? Right. No, I've just felt that tension of I want to make sure that I'm that I'm being very generous. But how do I help Jason know you need to you need to find a new career? You, you think about some things I have never thought about. Well, I've been a manager at most of my life, so. <laughs> You're thinking, yes. How do I help this person succeed because he can't succeed here? I don't want to be too generous lest I encourage him (laughs) in the wrong career path. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, That's. I don't. I would just. That goes through my mind sometimes. So it's like I want to write a note on there. Hey, Jason. You need to look at. Different line of work. Here's twenty dollars to get you started. That's good. I wonder though. So now twenty dollars to fund the job search. Right. Careerfinder.com. More if you need it. Probably should do some objective testing ahead of time. Here and here's the other thing, because I would be a terrible waiter. You know why? You have no patience. No. <laughs> That's that would be me if I was And you don't like people. That would be me if I was a doctor. He has no patience. That's right. No, here's why. I do love people, and I would have so much fun talking to the people and hanging out with the people. I would, I would totally forget. Oh, you ordered something, didn't you? I should probably run and get that, or well, I should probably turn that into the kitchen because I haven't done that either. And then I, I just, it would be bad. So if there's any Jasons out there that are waiters, I am not talking about you. That was a fictitious name that just came to mind. I was. It, it, 
So I wonder, out of something you said, though, I wonder if then, so we look at loving mercy. We look at this where we say, <clears throat> I can't get there. And I hear your word of if God says that's where to shoot for, then he can get us there. But I wonder if we don't get there one tiny step at a time, one tiny tip at a time, one tiny prayer for someone who stole fifty dollars worth of stuff out of our car sure um one uh nice note to somebody who said a harsh thing about us on social media i i wonder if it's these little we think it's this massive step i can't ever get there but i wonder if we aren't actually moving towards the way of jesus towards this perfect in these tiny that God doesn't just get, yeah, we're never gonna, just going to, oh, yeah. I just love mercy all the time. I just think about it. But aren't we a tad closer when we have one blessing fantasy instead of a revenge fantasy? Aren't we getting a tad closer? Well, and it's, it's, it's it really physical life and the spiritual life. The, the more you exercise something, the more that muscle grows. It's the same thing when the more that I yeah. do it, the more that I do it. As I'm listening to you, Roger, what I should have done instead of locking my doors... I should have put a gift in the front seat. Left, oh. left the door unlocked with a nice note on there. You know, oh, just something. Because wow. I was like, I, I established a boundary. Because I'm like, I'm going to protect this person so they don't keep stealing. And I'm going to protect property so they don't keep stealing. But I was like, oh, that's loving mercy at a whole new... See, now I'm having blessing fantasies. This, uh, cause this is a great idea. Uh, uh, unless the present you leave is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big problem. No, I was thinking about leaving a Bible. <laughs> They'll love that. <laughs> Whoa. Or maybe a big, uh, a couple of rocks that have the Ten Commandments on them. Thou shalt not steal circled on there. That'd be a nice gift. Who wouldn't want that? Right. Now we may be getting back to revenge fantasies. <laughs> You're right. It's possible to have a cross-pollination fantasy. Between. You're, between. You're, it's a revenge fantasy and a blessing fantasy. But I'm really heaping coals of fire on your head. <laughs> intentionally that's a whole another interesting passage but it's where jesus will call us to do things and so we can do them i, I do want to make a clarification we, we can't do certain things without god's help so oh, yes one thing i thought about yesterday because this is a little bit about what i wanted to talk about today i did a, a four mile run yesterday and while i was doing that i was thinking about I suffering hate you you ran four miles in 90 degree heat yeah it was <laughs> Woo! that was hot i haven't run four miles since the Carter administration. I'm not sure you were running four miles then. <laughs> Weren't you the one that was at soccer practice that would stop and they would go, Martin, let's go, pick it up. <laughs> no, but, you know, there's this, there's this kind of um, quote that people give, God will never give you more than you can handle. And I'm like, well, of course he will. <laughs> God gives us more than we can handle all, but particularly when it comes to pain and suffering. But here's, here's what I've learned in my journey. If God didn't give me more than I could handle, I would tend to be very self-sufficient all the time. Yep. So when God gives me more than I can handle, which I believe that he does all the time, it, it's the times that I turn to God. It's the time that I that I need God. And it's not just in suffering, but I will say, it, it is in times of my life when I've been in the greatest pain or trial or loss that I have found intimacy with Christ to be more real to me. And mm -hmm. and and more beautiful to me so it's that that was just another jesus does tell us things that on our own we could never 
quite do that. Yeah. But but with his help, he says, I'm going to give you the spirit. With the spirit's help, we are able to do that thing, not just on the blessing side and loving our enemy side, but also on the when we go through something difficult, painful trial. Hey, we we can do this because God is with us, because the spirit of God is with us. Yeah, because for me, honestly, I realize even the tiny steps I've taken towards trying yeah. to give any kind of mercy, okay? Well, I don't want to blow by the fact that that was God that even helped me get the baby yes. step. Um, and that, that is very important to, to realize and, and recognize that, um, yeah, even here, we're not giving just purely sort of self-help. Well, this will get, you know, this is how you can, you can make yourself more merciful. The way of Jesus is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you steps where it can happen, but they're not steps where, well, you won't need me in the process. Right. Um, and I think what I love about a bar that we can't reach, because, again, I, st- I look at loving mercy, and I just that just was one, okay, that's a perfection yep. that I'm just not <clears throat> uh, going to get there. But the, the blessing or gift of it is I can never stand pat. I can never plateau. There's no point where I can say, ah, I've gotten that word of Jesus. I've got, I've got that thing down. Man, in, in if that... we ever get to that place where, and sometimes we just do, oh, I've got that. Oh, it happens in my marriage all the time. Stuff that I've been teaching for like 30 years. And then Marlene and I'll get sideways on something and I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, what I'm supposed to be doing here is actually this. So it, 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 I don't think we, it, I, we do need the grace of God every day and we need the power of God every day just to, to live out the way of Christ. So it is that I can never say I've arrived. Yeah. I wish I could. I mean, it would be, you know. And, and yeah. there's where I have to be careful because th- that's a warning signal when we feel like um, I've got that thing of Jesus, what he said there figured out. Um, or I don't have to worry about that. Or I don't have to worry about that anymore because I've gotten here. I, I, I think there would be any, I look at a word of Jesus like, love your neighbors yourself. And I think it's way too easy to say, you know, I do that. Yeah, okay, let's go on to something else. Um, love my neighbor as myself. And so I think the, the reminder is yes. always, whenever you get to that place where you think, I think I've got that. Um, or you're hearing a Bible teaching taught and you check out because, oh, that's not for me. I've already got that. Um, this is the warning. God is always calling you to a higher level than where you are. Now, I can guarantee that. He's always calling you to a higher level than where you are now. A higher level of honesty. A higher level of humility. Maybe it'd be a lower level. A, a, a higher level of compassion. A higher level. It's always, so we never get to this point where we say, oh, I've gotten there. I don't have room to grow. I don't have room to advance. Do you think there there's anything to that argument that like spiritually you can never be treading water you're either swimming or you're going with the current you're either swimming against the current or you're going downstream it's the first time i've heard that but well it's the idea that and it's something that i've wondered about i've even preached this before and i wonder if it was something that i was partly wrong about (laughs) 
because <laughs> hate those ones. Well, uh, you know, I do believe that that following the way of Christ in in Western American culture is just as it was in the first century. It's swimming against the current. It's it, what I, what's interesting about even the way the chosen does their logo. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's fish all going one way. Yep. And then another cyan colored fish that starts coming this way and then others start going and swimming against the flow mm -hmm. against yep. against the yep. current and you realize if you ever stop if you, you stop swimming in that sense you're just gonna you're just gonna keep going with the the current the reason i think i might have had that partly wrong is I, in this season of my life i realized there's also a place for rest yep where it's because god is always calling me to a higher place that he's always as one scripture says making making me more and more like christ like like him but i've been in a season recently where i've just felt like god saying bruce it's okay i want you you can rest because you know the, the the passages that god would take me to right now are come to me those that are weary and heavy burdened and i will give you rest and so there's a lot of things i've thought about yeah. oh, i'd like to be doing this and i, I need yeah. I, well that's I need to be doing this, and I need to be doing this, and I need to be doing this. And I realize I just don't have the emotional energy for that right now. And that's where, where, where Jesus says, it's okay, Bruce. Come to me, and you'll find rest for your soul. And I realize part of the reason we have to rest is so that we're ready to start fighting the current again. So it, might, it could be that in those rest yeah. periods, God just plucks us out of the river. <laughs> we don't have to swim against the current, yeah. but that doesn't mean we're going it doesn't mean we're going with the current either. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So that, right, it's the breakdown of that analogy because what I do believe is that the resting is a part yes. of becoming more like Jesus. That, re that the, the rhythm of rest and hiking and walking and advancing and rest, and that that is a part of, so it's not the rest of yeah. I have no further to go. Right. But in order to, That's a great to get further up that mark where God, God wants to get me um, to the top of Everest, but a part of the journey is I have to have the rest in order to get there. I, that's actually a part. That's not saying I'm not going any further. So it's a very important word about, yeah, it's a very important well, word about rest. It's a great analogy. Okay, so even as we think about loving mercy, and mm -hmm. and when I think about all of the, the places that we could be extending mercy right now, I've, I've said it before, it can be overwhelming. But this idea that, no, we're still we're still ascending the mountain, but we have to take those rest breaks. I realized, I started thinking, next month I'm taking 13 people on a week-long trip in the Sierras. And there's several days where we have a major mountain to climb. But the reason we're doing this 50-mile trip over seven days is because every day we're going to get rest. Yeah. In other words, every day we're going to make progress, and then we're going to rest. Next day we're going to get up and we're going to make progress, and we're going to have, then we're going to rest. On the fourth day, got a major mountain to climb going up to Maxwell Lake, but I kept the day shorter. It's like a six-mile day, and then we're going to rest. Maybe that is maybe that is a reasonably good analogy of this life of, of following Jesus. There's yeah. there's work and there's progress and there's we're, we're loving mercy and we're gonna continue growing in that, but there's also a place for rest. Um, Don't you, and so, but it, I love these moments. So, you, know, this, you know, the pastors is about having a conversation together and it keeps, I have love these moments when we're talking, we're just literally having a conversation yep. And this idol hit me that hasn't hit me before. You know, again, it's not scripted. This, the, these notes we all have. These are the things we're going to tell people to. Even these things that are dawning on it. You know, in the yeah. moment, 
Um, but I, the, the idea that actually, in order to love mercy, sometimes I have to just stop and rest in the mercy of God. I have to just stop and pause and yeah. realize oh, yeah. how much I'm loved, how, how much... Yeah. With some, where, where even I can be thinking, I'm, I've got to work up this mercy and I've got to... Well, isn't a part of it where I just stop and, say, and I let God be merciful to me? And I say, once again, I receive his mercy. And I just, I, I'm coming to you again, Dad, today as that foul up and that screw up. And, and I'm just going to believe mercy. I'm going to trust it. But when I'm pausing to rest with him in that mercy, doesn't that help me? Take one tiny step more towards being merciful to other people. I think it's I think it's essential. I think you're going to have a hard time being merciful to other yeah. people if you haven't received God's mercy. Here, here's the thing. Yeah, it was the whole thing of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and sort of the way that they framed everything around religion and around God, and it was not loving mercy. In fact, Jesus would say things like, yeah. "Hey, I want you to figure out what this means. Yeah. I desire mercy, not sacrifice." Because they're like, no, 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 no. What God requires, what Lo- God loving loves, obedience. Loving God is about obedience, right. and about sacrifice, and about the the laws. Right. And He said, but I want you to understand what what this loving mercy is. I want you to go figure that thing out. Yeah. It, and I've said for years, and I've I've taught this in counseling because it was true in my own life, until I really fully received the love of God for me. Fully, God hmm. loves me. With all of my sin, with all of my brokenness, with all of my stuff, he loves me. And it was that freed me to take, I don't know, it, it freed me to love others without, without trying to judge, condemn, interpret, just love them. Just love people. You know? And so in that season of my life, God gave me that word, love people as you find them, not as you wish them to be. Because that's that's the way that God loves me. I'm not there yet. There's there's so much more that God wants for me, desires for me, invites me into, but I'm not there yet. But it doesn't diminish anything about His love for me. And until I really, even the first seven years that I was a pastor, until I really, because it was after that time that I fully received the love of God. I recognized, even in my mm. worst, even at my worst, God's love is constant. That freed me to love others in a way that I never had. And so it's that whole, I always come back to when Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, if you don't love yourself in a healthy way, uh, you're going to have a hard time loving your neighbor. Because you, you, if you're always trying to hold yourself to a standard that you can't meet, you're going you're gonna to end up doing the same thing with, with other people. And I know we're, gosh, we're all over the place today. Well, sometimes, not by intent, but sometimes we've ended up finishing with a dangerous prayer and I just think, hmm. um, God, help me to love mercy. Help me to love loving my enemies. Help, help get me there. Help me take, show me what step today. Show me today a small way what it would look like. Uh, we've used the term, which literally we came up with today. That's a blessing fantasy. Oh, I love Maybe that. someone has used that term. I don't know. But, but God... I can't get there, you know, help me because it seems to be that that is your heart to, toward me. So help me. How, how can I begin getting toward that? So, yeah, there's another uncomfortable, dangerous prayer well, from the pastors. If you if you pray that prayer, you're probably going to have an opportunity to extend mercy. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> Roger and his dangerous prayers. Yeah, cancel you're, that. You don't want to pray that at all. You're killing me, Smalls. But you know what's not killing me? <laughs> no, Keller Williams. <laughs> not Keller Williams. Keller Williams. And the, oh, the Abercrombie Group. The delightful people of the Abercrombie Group. Group, um, 15 years real estate experience, Rob. And and 80% referral. I mean, just four-fifths of the people that they're working with are telling people, you got to work with these folks. So we don't even know why they need a sponsor, but I'm telling you, these are people you want to work with. Um, we know them as friends, yes. um, but and so we'd say something positive. We would refer them even if they weren't giving us money to do so, but they are giving us money to do so. So shout out to the, the Abercrombie group. I do know Rob and Becca and Sarah and Katie, and I know there's probably others, but thank you so much for sponsoring this first season of Inglorious Pastors. When life has you on the move, call Rob Abercrombie, 256-652-9500, or visit their website at I need to remember that. www.relocatetohuntsville.com. Wow, that's a, yes, I need to. Uh, I always remember I was going to tattoo that on my chest, and <laughs> somehow you missed that, I, the whole first Well, when part you mentioned your chest, and I, yes, it was, it, it yeah, that you was. You started focusing right That there, was distracting, you? and it was a total problem. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for. Season one of the Inglorious Pastors. And why are we doing seasons again? What I mean, why, why, why it's important you have seasons, Raj. Okay. To everything, there is a season. Uh, turn coming back turn, to the Bible. Turn. <laughs> Can't wait to see what will happen unscripted in season two. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you want to, uh, yes, give us ideas for things you want us to talk about because we can have some unscripted talks about things you want to talk about uh, look up Inglorious Pastors on YouTube our uh, YouTube channel and uh, you can comment there you can comment on the different videos but you can also leave a comment about hey I would love for you guys to talk about fill in the blank so subscribe to that YouTube channel at Inglorious Pastors on YouTube excellent excellent thanks for joining us and Boop. We're off. Boop. Uh.